to the Roz Project Overdrive, an extension of the Roz Project Live that airs every Monday and Friday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern, and 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in audio and video on Facebook Live, Periscope, Twitch, LinkedIn Live, and YouTube, a conversation about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, family, tech, and marketing. And of course, I'm your host, Ivan Temelkov. And on today's episode, I have my special guest, Rick Enday. Rick, how's it going, man? It's going very well, Ivan. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, before we get uh, chit-chatty, I want to share a little bit about you know Rick's background. He is an author offering a new view of symbolism and belief. His life purpose is to raise the emotional state of readers and inspire them to do great things. Uh, he is grounding a foundation to fulfill his core values of fun, gratitude, generosity, and happiness. He wants to help his readers fulfill their life purpose and realize their dreams. His parents taught him the importance of that at a very young age. Uh, he was sent to college uh, they couldn't afford and told him that anything was possible if he followed a few simple rules every single day. Now he is a successful consultant working with a large with large organizations and wants to help others on the path of happiness. So uh, in your bio, it says life purpose and happiness. I can absolutely 100% get behind that. <laughs> That's awesome, Rick, uh, Ivan. Um, it really is. I mean, it's core to who I am. It's really the mm -hmm. foundation. I mean, I know your show is about entrepreneurship and uh, uh, you know, I've got two businesses as well. And, and really the foundation for those is to really enhance the world that we live in. And it really is a passion for me. And, and it's inherent in the name of my company, which is Reward Happiness, um, which is the, um, the publish, publishing company of, of my new book, End of Days, The Quest. Uh, and um, uh, it, it really is core to who I am. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, let's start with, let, let's go back to young Rick. Yeah. Let's talk about young Rick a little bit. Give us give us a preface of what was your childhood like and, you know, what, what led you up to what you're doing today? You know, did you just wake up and have an epiphany or how did it all come together? Let's hear it. <laughs> Great question, Ivan. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in Chicago. Um, you know, I, there was uh, I had three siblings. I'm the oldest of four, uh, you know, two two brothers and a sister. Uh, you know, my father was a, was a police officer in Chicago. My mother was a school teacher. Um, so, you know, we didn't grow up with, uh, you know, you know, a lot of money. And, um, and uh, so, you know, it, it was a, it was a busy household. I mean, so, you know, early on family was important to me. I mean, it, it was, uh, you yeah. know, very good relationships with my, with uh, all my siblings. You know, some of them are still in Chicago. Uh, others are out in New York and Manhattan. And, uh, uh, and, and I went to school in Chicago. So uh, going back to you, you shared that you grew up in Chicago. Your father was a police officer. And I, I think we got cut off at the part where you mentioned about your mother and then kind of your upbringing, I believe. Yeah. No, so my mother was a school teacher. And, um, and so we had a very busy household. Um, and so, you know, it was really just, uh, you, know, you know, the fundamentals was just, uh, you know, what my parents always taught me was, you know, follow your passion and live your dream. And so that was instilled at me at a very young age, Ivan, and, um, and, and still is with me today. Um, so, you know, you know, I went off to college, uh, you know, in Chicago where I met my wife, uh, we moved to the DC area 
and uh, I started a job, uh, one of the biggest, you know, one of the big consulting companies. Uh, I did a lot of traveling, uh, you know, working in you know, with with very large banks and uh, financial institutions. Uh, and then, you know, at a certain point, some of that travel got a little uh, uh, overbearing, if you will. Uh, as much as I enjoy it, and I still love to travel, um, and uh, and so you know, I found a lot of work in the DC area, you know, working with uh, government organizations. <clears throat> so, so you know, really, what I enjoy doing, and you know, so you know, part of what I do is uh, you know a lot of technology stuff, and you know, I was doing that for twenty years, uh, you know, doing you know IT and strategy consulting to large organizations, uh, you know, putting together whether it's financial systems, call centers, things like that. And then, um, and about three years ago is uh, ultimately when I left, uh, you know, left that big corporate world. And it's almost an epiphany, like you mentioned. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> I was actually having a conversation today. Uh, and then at the end of the day, uh, he's like, you know what, Terry, or, I'm sorry, you know what, Rick, uh, this is, uh, you know, this, this isn't for me. And uh, so I had outline and I looked at it and I said, I said, uh, are you still there? I am. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I mean, ultimately, my friends inspired me to write this book, and uh, uh, and you know, after I left my job, I just took a, took basically about three months off writing, and uh, mm-hmm. and and this was the the end product, uh, and and there's a lot of core values in there that's uh, you know that. Uh, I'm passionate about, you know, family is a very core central theme of the book. Um, you know, following your passion and following your dream is also, you know, very key and central to the book. Well, and let's, let's talk a little bit about the book. So the, so first of all, you know, humble beginnings, you know, humble background, um, you know, that you started off and, uh, you know, it's interesting that, you know, you spend a good part, you know, of your life, you know, in the technology space. Right. And, um, you know, just really didn't find, you know, I guess the, the passion kind of, you know, or the interest went out the window, so to speak. But I think that was a great experience that really led you up to uh, writing this book, right? Because I think, and I'm a fan of this too, I think, you know, as human beings, we don't realize until later in life of what we really want. You know, some of us realize it earlier on, some most of us realize it later on in life, simply because, we go through so many experiences and those experiences teach us things, whether or not, you know, it's the route that we want to pursue. So um, let's talk a little bit about the book. Can you tell us a little bit about the book and the focus and uh, you know, uh, how can it be beneficial to other entrepreneurs? Yeah. Um, so th- there's a couple things. I mean, when you look at it from an entrepreneurial perspective, I mean, first off, I'll, I'll just caution by saying that, you know, this is a work of fiction, right? So, so it's not a, uh, you know, your standard book that would be a, uh, you know, a self-help book or, you know, this is how you do things. This is how you create the right mental mindset. Um, but what it does do is, is, you know, it really kind of walks you through the path of, a character, and you know the, the, the main character is uh, an everyday, you know, Joe, if you will. You know, somebody that uh, you know is working a nine-to-five job. You know, they lose their job. There's unexpected circumstances or world events that occur, and really forces this character down this uh, uh, this this path, right? And and so, mm-hmm. you know, part of the path is, you know, you know, yes, it leads to you know travel across the world, uh, you know, interactions with heads of states is kind of like part of the fun of the book. 
Um, you know, but ultimately, you know, it really has the character look at what's important in his life. And, and so he really gets glimpses into, into, hey, you know, this job defined me for so many years. Uh, and, and I can relate to that. And, and yeah. so you, you look at it and you say, you know, you know, there's, there's more to life than this. And, and, and the character has, you know, you know, two kids as well. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, part of thing, part of the journey is, you know, for the, for the character is, you know, there's, there's more to life than, than, you know, whether it's, you know, money, whether it's job, it's really having a balance. And I'm not saying money and jobs not important because it, it is right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, how you're able to, you know, provide nice things for them. Uh, and, 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 and the book's fun that way. in, in the sense that, you know, you, you, you get to kind of experience through this character that, Hey, he spends time on a luxury yacht. Uh, he gets to travel first class <laughs> hotels. So, uh, you know, there's, there's kind of that fun aspect of it, Yeah. but yeah. You know, when he, when it, when, when it really comes down to it, it has you look at, you know, what's important to you in life. Yeah. You know, um, as you were talking about about the book and you say it's a work of fiction, which in essence, the character is you. Right. Uh, it's just a <laughs> right. Right. Um, Relate really, to the character. Let's say that. <laughs> right. Related to the character, but it's in essence you because it's a, it's a direct replica. But OK, so it's a work of fiction. But as you were as you were saying all these things, I think. You know, and I can relate to this is just that because I, I feel like I spent a good part of my own life, you know, just figuring out what it is that I want. You know, like going back to my early 20s, even is like, you know, I was working two full time jobs, parting my ass off and just like felt like I had no goals in life. You know, like, I mean, life was fun. Don't get me wrong. You know, drop a few hundred bucks, you know, at the nightclub on Friday or Saturday night. It was fun, you know, like carefree life. But I think it wasn't until like probably my 30s, mid 30s, I would say that like really started to figure out like, what's my purpose? You know, like, like, what am I grateful for? You know, and um, I was talking about this actually yesterday um, with one of my employees, uh, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, things in life and just like the beginning of the year and, you know, everything that's going on in the world really right now. And, uh, you know, I realized that even though I had a, you know, a dark past where, you know, being bullied and things like that when we first immigrated to the States, mm -hmm. which really affected my self-confidence and self-esteem for a very long time, it was probably for close to a decade you know, and um, we're just talking about, you know, like everything that's happening. And I came to a realization that, you know what, like at the time, those things were, were happening and I couldn't fathom those things. You know, I was young, you know, I was in my early teens, you know, mid teens at the time. But then later on in life, I realized one of the biggest things is that, you know, I, le I learned how to forget those people who bullied me, who pushed me, who called me names all through high school because I had to let go of that in order to move on in my own life. Absolutely. And the longer I held on to that, that was a challenge is just that the longer I held on to that, I felt guilt. I felt responsibility. I felt like maybe I could have done something differently. So like that past was continuing to haunt me. And that's why I felt like I wasn't progressing in my own life. And I feel like some, you know, a lot of people go through different things in life. We're talking about gratitude and fun and happiness, but what is happiness? What is gratitude? What is fun? You know, because I think a lot of people talk about happiness and all in the entrepreneurial community specifically. I think the biggest misconception behind happiness is money. Yeah. Money absolutely. is going to bring you 
comfort. Money is going to pay your bills. Money is going to fix your relationship. And that's bullshit. Been there, done that. Divorced once. Trust me, I know about mm -hmm. happiness and happiness is not money. You know, so let's talk about that because I want to hear your thoughts on what is happiness. So in your book, you talk about that, right? Happiness. But what does happiness look like? Yeah. Um, so, Ivan, I mean, I, I'll speak for myself. I mean, when I, when I look at happiness, I mean, happiness is, is an emotional state, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, and to your point, I 100% agree. I mean, happiness is not uh, the you know, achievement of money. It's not the achievement of, of, you know, this perfect picture of a relationship. And, and also happiness is very personal, right? So, you know, happiness is different for every individual, um, and, you know, happiness is different for, you know, for you, happiness is different for my character and, um, and, and, and so how that comes, you know, how that kind of manifests itself, you know, for my character is, is one of the things he realizes is, is family is extremely happy, is extremely important to him in terms of his happiness, right. uh, you know, the simple moments of, you know, being with your kids you know, playing a game, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm even looking right now in, in this current environment and COVID and, um, and, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, having those extra, you know, extra moments to have other conversations uh, where I was, you know, spending, you know, three hours of a commute in a car, um, you know, you know, couple, you know, only a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and the key thing and the key message is, is that, is that you know you need to find what's happiness for you. I mean, and, and that's really the whole foundation of of you know what my character goes through and, and and what my company is all about is is you know you're gonna know it, right? I mean, and 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 if you start thinking of happiness in terms of of what other people or what society says happiness is, then you know you're you're really missing you're missing the, the boat, if you will. And uh, yeah. you know, happiness is really about, you know, you, you'll feel it, you know, it's like this energy in my mind of, of, um, of, yeah, I'm just humming. I'm happy. I'm, 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 uh, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. It's like a, the skip in your step and, and it's kind of hard to yeah. describe, but uh, you know, when you feel it and when you experience it, you know, you know what it is. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, as you were sharing about happiness, something that came to mind is uh, the movie, The Matrix. You yeah. probably remember it. Um, it. Yep. And, you know, as an Eastern European, as an immigrant um, growing up, uh, I was told that, you know, I need to follow the traditional path, go to school, get an education, get a job, uh, hopefully make decent money, save some money if you can. And then, you know, buy a house, have a family, 2.5 cars and then die, you know, and that's because that is for generations is what has been taught in my family. So uh, I'm the disruptor. <laughs> I'm the disruptor that totally said, fuck all that. I'm not living that. I'm paving my own path to happiness. I'm paving my own path to success. But the reason I brought up the Matrix is I think. After living in the U.S. for now 20, 26 years, you know, uh, I've come to a realization that a lot of people live in the matrix. They mm -hmm. feed the system. You know, they feel like I got to get a job. I got to make money, put gas in my tank, pay my mortgage, put food on the table. And that's all that there's for me. And if that wasn't true, then why 80 percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck? But they're yep. broke. And that was the mindset that I had. And that's why I was unhappy because I followed a mindset of a mediocre world. 
And I think what people now, what COVID has done is force people to step outside of their comfort zones, if anything. And a lot of people have been afraid to step outside of those comfort zones because they're so used to comfort. They're so used to comfort. And if there's one thing that I personally have learned is that growth comes from discomfort. If you're comfortable, there's no opportunities. You're doing the same thing. You're following the yellow brick road, so to speak. Yes. You know, and I want to I want to shift the conversation to you because we're talking about uh, happiness. And, and thank you. you. You mentioned some really, really good nuggets there, because first of all, I don't think people know what happiness is to them. They know what happiness is to other people, but they don't yeah. know what happiness is that is to themselves. You know, like for me, it's it's it's, it's family. Sure. I want to make a lot of money, but that money is going to take care of my family to make sure that, you know, we can live a good life that I can offer the things for my kids that I never had, you know, to create opportunities for my, for my family, to be able to travel like, Oh my God, like, you know, being from across the pond (laughs) and coming here, you know, and embracing the Western culture, I've also realized that I need to travel more. I need to experience more cultures. I need to see what people are doing in the rest of the world, because you know what? That's how you start to build more gratitude. When you get a different perception of the outside world and you realize that, you know what? Oh, shit. Maybe I don't have it so bad. You know, and mind you, I came from a former communist country and technically still consider a third world country. So I know, (laughs) trust me, (laughs) I know what it looks like, you know. So I want to shift the convo to success because happiness was a really good one. But, you know, one thing that you talk about is, you know, you share and you and you talk about with your consulting to, to your clients and entrepreneurs about success and the guy to success. Yeah. Let's talk about that. How, how do you, how do you go about defining success for yourself? Ah, wonderful question. I mean, success, uh, and like I was saying earlier, success is such a personal, unique thing, right? I mean, and, and, and you know, I say personal, but you know, you could take that to an organization level, um, but success is really defined by, you know, the individuals that make up, you know, whether it's that family unit that, you know, your person, uh, you know, you, the organizations that you work for. Um, the way that I look at it, uh, you know, at least for, my, for myself, you know, I kind of create this fun little strategic plan every year, if you will, of, uh, you know, what does success look like for me in 2021, you know, at five different levels. So one is, you know, at a very personal level, you know, does that mean that, you know, I have a balance of things in my own life. So, so, you know, for example, you know, for me, one of my outlets is writing, you know, that's, you know, manifest in the book that I have. I also enjoy playing piano and it's kind of like one of those relaxing things. So it's finding the time to kind of like be able to do those types of things. Now, you know, the second level for me is, is, is family and, you know, success, you know, in that context is, is um, you know, I'm spending time with my kids, I'm taking them to their activities, I'm experiencing, you know, what, what I consider those, those wonderful life moments of, of just, uh, you know, you know, you know, daddy, tell me more about X, Y, and Z when you were, you know, when you were, uh, you know, my age. Yeah. Uh, and those moments are priceless, right? And you, you can't put, you know, a, a price tag to that or, uh, and so, so those are the types of things that you need to balance. You know, the third level for me is just kind of like that friends network and, and the ability to kind of like, uh, uh, you know, travel is part of that, but, um, uh, you know, support your friends because it's, 
I always look at it as, you know, you know, it's, it's, um, you really need the support of other people in your life to, 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 to really connect to the world and, uh, you know, having a good friend network or even family, and it really doesn't matter where they are. I mean, right now, everything is so digitally connected, you know, especially with this COVID environment that, uh, you know, there's so many ways that you could support, encourage your family. Yeah. Now let's take this at a broader level. So now this is like the work level, the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. business level. And this is, this is kind of like kind of where you're going with the conversation. And, and yeah. so you know, there's a common theme of what draws people to certain companies. Uh, and, and, and part of it is getting in touch with what that, you know, what those core values are. So I mentioned for myself, you know, regardless of, you know, you know, what my business is and, and who I interact with, you know, my core values are, are fun, gratitude, generosity, and happiness. And so my goal is to bring those to every aspect of my business, my clients, whoever I engage with, and use those as the foundation to, you know, uplifting them and uh, incorporating that into some aspect of, this, of, of a strategic plan, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but success for an organization, I mean, you know, the, you know, there's still very practical goals of what an organization's put together for. So, you know, there, there's certainly financial objectives that's important to that. And so, you know, how do you find balancing, you know, those financial objectives with, you know, making sure that your employees are taken care of? And the one thing that I've found quite a bit in, in working with uh, very large organizations is that if you could get in touch with you know, a, a real, you know, making sure that, that the agencies or the, uh, the companies you're working with are happy and, and truly achieving their missions, then the funny thing is the money always just comes, right? So, I mean, and, and it's almost this odd thing that that's happened that I've seen in my career that, that you know, if, if, you know, the folks that I'm working with are really kind of marching towards a a common vision, a common goal, and are aligned with what those core values are, then, you know, yeah, we'll track the financial aspects, the, you know, the revenue, the, uh, uh, the you know, operating income, all the, those financial metrics. But the funny thing is, it comes, and it really does, if the mindset's right. Yeah. Uh, and then the last fifth area that I just want to mention is, you know, is kind of beyond, you know, that organization level is, is really your interaction with your community, uh, with the world that we live in, uh, which is, you know, a much broader scale. And, and, and folks think that they can't have an impact in this world, um, you know, because, hey, I'm one person. Um, but in reality, you know, like I said, even you see it on a micro scale with family, you see it on a micro scale with, with friends. Um, but uh, anyone can have an impact in this world. And, you know, and yeah. I just look at, you know, just writing this book, it's, you know, it's, there, there's so many aspects of, of what people are looking for in life that have common values as yourself, that um, it, it, it's just, um, yeah, yeah, it's just, a, you know, people connect with each other naturally. Yeah. No, that was that was a powerhouse. And actually, I was about to pop my notepad because you dropped so many things that I wanted to touch upon. (laughs) And um, uh, the first thing is success, defining what success looks like. Success can be a multitude of things. You know, success can be money. Success can be family on a personal level, on a business level. They differentiate. I mean, they're correlated, but, you know, they differentiate. For instance, if you have personal success for me is family. Uh, in fact, it cost me over 40 grand to have two beautiful kids and uh, 
caused me to file bankruptcy three years ago. No regrets to that. But that was my happiness, my personal happiness. Now, when I created that personal happiness, I actually correlated to success in my business because I felt happier inside. And the reality of things is if you feel happier inside, if your heart is full, you know, and you have comfort from family, uh, if you feel good about yourself also, which is where fitness and nutrition kind of comes in. And I've introduced that as well violently over the last couple of years, specifically, mm-hmm. you're going to perform a lot better at a business level. And in fact, it, that is true because I've seen eight and nine figure earners do that. Literally that same footprint, but talking about success, there's, I guess, two parts to success. There's personal success and there's business success. Yeah. And, on the personal successes, because I've been thinking about this, as you know, we were talking about earlier goals, and it's kind of like, for me, it's, you know, family, then it's fitness, nutrition, and then it's business. And let's say that two and three have kind of competed for each other. <laughs> they always do. Yep. You know, it's got, is, it, is it business first, number two, or is it fitness and nutrition? Well, if I don't eat right, then my mindset is, and, and my co- uh, cognition is not going to be on point. And I fail with that so many times. But the reason I wanted to touch upon this is that you made a really good point about success and defining what success looks like, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs that, you know, they're grinding, you know, they're making money, they're building businesses, but family life is limping. You Mm -hmm. know, they're not spending enough time with kids. I've been there. Trust me, working on that, too. Not spending enough time on activities over the weekend because you're glued to the computer or glued to the phone or glued to emails. So finding a balance, (laughs) let's just say for me personally, I think it's non-existent. You just do your best because you can't have personal success and have business success because one is going to limp because it's an offset of energy. It's an offset of, of input. If you put more time into personal success, you're not putting enough time into business success. And on the business success, it's like grow my company, make more money, bring on more employees, company culture. That is huge. In fact, I think 2020 proved why so many companies died is because they had terrible company culture. You pair that up with a pandemic and people are like, screw this. I'm looking for another job, you know, and that's where the employment in part actually skyrocketed. I think in part, not entirely, but in part, because when you have toxic company culture, and people don't believe in your vision, like, and that's where you got to have a vision from a success standpoint on the business side, big mm-hmm. vision, you know, people have to, in fact, you attract, at least from what I've found is people, you know, you attract other team players to your business. If you have a big vision and if they believe in that vision, they buy into that vision. That's ultimately what you sold them on yep. is the big vision. And people join companies. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was a really, really good one. I just wanted to, uh, you know, expand upon that because I think success is really misconstrued nowadays. You know, a lot of people struggle with it. Yeah, Ivan, and I like to challenge you a little bit on one of the things you said, because, you Mm -hmm. know, I look at, you know, when I look at success, I mean, you mentioned that, uh, you know, sometimes personal success has to come at the, uh, you know, at the offset of business success or vice versa. And I really like to think that 
you really can have it all. I mean, and that's kind of my, my own personal philosophy. And, and, yeah. and why I think that, I mean, I just look back on a few things that have happened in my own life and I was just like, okay, you know, you ever experienced days where it's like, okay, well, things are going well and then things are just going well in every aspect of your life, right? I mean, you know, boom, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I got a new contract. You know, the kids looked at me with a smile on my face uh, or, and then you have the exact opposite days where it's just yeah. like, okay, uh, this, uh, you know, I had a tough interview and, uh, and yeah. then my kids screaming at me in the background and, and then, you know, five things kind of fall together at once. So you know, the way I look at things is that, that, you know, if you put your mindset right, I mean, it's so contagious across all areas of your life and, and, and you really can't have it all. I mean, that's the way I look at it is that, that, um, you know, you know, the mindset is key. Uh, and I've heard you say this before on, on one of your previous podcasts that, you know, yeah. mindset is, is extremely important. And, uh, you know, if you have it, the, uh, you know, it's just the way that you engage with, with, with everybody. I mean, the way that you engage with your, you know, with your four-year-old, uh, you know, son or daughter um, is, you know, going to be the way that you're going to want to engage with. And when I say engage, I mean, I'm not saying talk to a coworker like a four-year-old, yeah. uh, I'm saying that, you know, bring that sense of happiness and joy to both those meetings. And you're going to find out that, you know, things are going to go well in, in all areas. You know, you called me out. You did. And let me elaborate upon this. You said, I'd like to challenge you. And I'm glad that you did, actually. Here's why. There's one thing that in 2020 I focused on, and that was uh, recognizing my mistakes, mistakes in a way that whether it was, you know, miseducation or misconception or whatever, and taking accountability for that. So when you said challenged, something actually came to mind when you, when you said you can have it all. And one part of me is, and this is maybe from my, my high school days of being bullied and lack of self-esteem, and lack of self-confidence, that had some aspect of self-doubt. Because one part of me believes that I can have it all. If I didn't, I wouldn't be doing what I've been doing. Yep. I wouldn't have risked and sacrificed as much as I have. You know, mind you, three years ago, bankrupt, and last year, six plus figures in revenue. That's astronomical. Most people can't even believe that but it happened. So a part of me believes that I can have it all personal success and business success. But there's a part of me that I think is still in disbelief and minor self doubt, but it's because I have not experienced the business success side. I think the personal success is coming to fruition, but the business success quite hasn't because you know, and 2021 is actually a monumental year for us because there's a big goal. You know, we're looking to buy our dream house this year. And it's such a huge, huge goal. I'm, you know, some things happen over the last couple of weeks to really kind of pose some doubt. But that's when I think I really got even more invigorated to be like, no, you're not stopping. You had a lot of hard decisions to make in 2020, but you came on top because you were vigilant in your pursuit. And so I'm glad that you challenged me. And that's why I wanted to expand upon this because yeah. I, I, my heart believes that I can have both. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing and sacrificing time and, and risking and just being out there and hustling my ass off. But at the same time, I think there's some aspect of uh, a little bit of self-doubt or lack of self-confidence, maybe. I don't know. And that's been a struggle for me. Like I said, you know, 
up to 10 years until, until I was like my late twenties, I literally struggled with finding um, my self-esteem and my self-confidence because of the terrible flashbacks that I had. Mind you, I never went to therapy for it either. And I probably should have <laughs> because it just left tremors in my mind like I remember having to sit on the back of the bus for majority of high school. I remember getting off the bus and getting kicked in the back to where I would just fall flat on my face. I remember sitting, you know, at lunch, you know, in a giant common room of a few hundred kids by myself for years. Hmm. Like, you know, my counselors didn't understand. My parents didn't understand. My sister didn't understand. And that was another thing, you know, that I wanted to mention as we're, we were talking about happiness earlier is that I, I, I seek justice. I was in pursuit of justice for many years. You know, I thought that justice and justification would would give me some comfort, you know, and that's that's when that's why it took me so long to realize that it's time to let it go. You know, you got to move forward. You know, and if I had to go through it again, I would have played it probably differently. But that's mm -hmm. just it. In life, we get only one shot at some things. And it was a learning experience, you know. So it, it, that was a really good call out, by the way, on, <laughs> on, you know, you can have it all because I truly believe that you can have it all. I truly believe people watching, listening can have it all, but you got to take the initiative. Yeah. And, and I get it from a, from an entrepreneurial perspective. I mean, it's just like, you know, you feel like you've got so much on the line, you know, with, with a business, for example. Right. I mean, and I, and I'll tell you, you know, going from a, a huge company corporate culture to, to running my own business. And it's like, okay, you know, I got to write a check for, for an accountant and then, you know, a lawyer and all these things that I didn't have to use to even think about or worry about. And, you know, and then you do start second guessing yourself of, you know, hey, am I really caught up for this? Uh, but one of the things that I find, and this really kind of comes back to, uh, you know, who you have in your network and being able to expand that and, and really kind of rely and trust on trust in other people that, you know, they could do the job and, and take some of that burden off you that alleviates, you know, things in a way where you could spend more time with the family. Uh, but, you know, part of that starts, you know, and, and I had a hard time letting go for, for a very long time of, of yeah. hey, I need to own the, 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 you know, the accounting piece of it. I need to own this aspect and, and I got to control costs in every single way. Yeah. Uh, but once I started finding and trusting other people that to your, to the earlier point of our conversation is, you know, we're aligned on this vision of this company. You know, this company is about happiness. It's about inspiring people. Yeah. And that's the vision you know, for you, it's, you know, you know, kind of getting that voice out there in the world. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, if you could get people in touch with that, then it's going to take a life of its own. And, yeah. and once it takes that life of its own, then you're going to be able to find, you know, ways to get back into, uh, Hey, can you take more of this? Can you help with the editing of these videos? Can you help with X, Y, and Z, um, with the scheduling and you have a lot more control over your own schedule and, and, and what you want to do in life. Yeah. And it took Absolutely. me a while to do that. And it really has. Yeah, and that, that's a really good point. Uh, I wanted to shift to talk about some of your writing, you know, for a few minutes here. But yeah. um, 
uh, I wanted to allude to something real quick, uh, and that was to purpose that we talked about earlier. Uh, because as you were sharing, like the control from a company aspect, you know, mm-hmm. in business, like how you always wanted to make sure that I've seen all bosses of mine in my agency days, like do that. <laughs> shit. Like, you know, there'd be what's COO doing or, you know, what's project management doing and like this and that, like, oh, like micromanaging, literally, like it was like shadowing you. Right. Like what's happening? What are you doing? Are, are we making sure that deliverables are done on time? Like it's like, dude, like chill the fuck out like it's it's gonna happen but i get it is because you know it's it's when you're an entrepreneur and you've got so much at stake you know you you almost become anxious yep. you know uh and, and that anxiety drives that changes you. your mindset right i mean that's where yep. things start getting well hey this is not fun anymore this is not making me happy uh, and you kind of have to kind of bring okay. yourself back and ground yourself of, hey, well, why am I really doing this? I mean, for you, okay. Ivan, I mean, why, why, do you, why do you do what you do here with this podcast? I mean, what do you really enjoy about this? Yeah, and well, I'll answer that, that, that question is, you know, I do it because uh, and where I was going actually with, with the convo earlier about purpose <laughs> is that um, is because I want to impact and influence people. I, I want to add value and context from my own personal experiences, my business experiences, you know, because uh, technically, you know, Razor Sharp Digital, my digital agency now is my third business venture. You know, first was more of a hobby, which was an internet radio station for 10 years. Second was a family business, which I had more to play with, but it had huge success with that also five years ago. And then when Razor Sharp Digital started is, you know, it's it's so the purpose behind the podcast, again, to go back to your original question, is to hopefully add some context and value in people's lives, literally. So we talk about life and entrepreneurship and personal development and tech and, and marketing and all of these things, because there's different aspects that impact you know different parts of people's lives as entrepreneurs specifically. And in fact, this year was actually the first year and I'm currently working on this is actually a beta testing some life coach coaching and consulting, because mm-hmm. what has happened over the years is, you know, I've had, I'll give you an example um, with, uh, so clubhouse is a new app, which you might've heard of that everybody's talking about. And uh, I just joined it on the 28th of December. And ironically enough, the guy that invited me was, a potential prospect from three years ago that I hadn't talked to him in that long. Cause he, you know, he just didn't pull the plug, uh, didn't, you know, pull the trigger, so to speak at the time. So we just kind of laughed at a neutral, but it's funny that I created an impression on him showed up in his feed. He's like, I'm going to invite Ivan. So that really clicked to me also. And there were a couple of people actually that, you know, kind of similar scenario that happened actually over the last couple of days, almost an old boss of mine who was very degrading to me. I thought about it like, okay, should I really let him in? You know, and that's where I was like, Ivan, give more than what you ask for. You know, just just let him in, let let him let him explore. But I've had influence on people's lives to the point to where I I just didn't really I wasn't cognizant of it. So Mm -hmm. that's really where life coaching came in. And you know, um, I actually have a a guy who I'm coaching right now that's really struggling. You know, has a lot of health problems. He's an entrepreneur, but you know, he's pushing through. You know, he's willing to do the work and I've known him for almost a couple of years, you know, via Facebook. And also he's a local guy, too. So he's seen my work. He's seen what I've done. He knows what I'm about. He's listened to, to the podcast. So back to your question is to help people, really. 
you know? Uh, absolutely. That's awesome. And do you have any doubt that you, you, you do that? I mean, I see that you do do that. I mean, you're, you're leaving your listeners left valued, right? So, and, and they're getting something out of, out of uh, your podcast. So the, well, that's another good question, but you know, I kind of want to put it back out there on the table because it comes down to validation, I think in a way. And that's been a struggle for me is like, you know, if adding value, if this is adding value to people watching and listening, is that validation for me? Because that, that is, and I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. It's like, they look for some validation. I remember when I started my business five years ago, I saw validation from friends and family, you know, for what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And then I realized the only person I need validation from is myself. That's exactly right, Ivan. Exactly right. That's it. Yeah. And that was a five-year struggle, literally a five-year struggle, Rick. I mean, and it was one of those things that would haunt me at nights because I would seek that, I would seek that validation. I would seek that approval. But what's really interesting, and this, I think what happens with a lot of entrepreneurs is that you go through these stages and this probably out of my realm, but I've seen a lot of people talk about this too, and I can relate to it, is this that you start out, a lot of people are like, you know, opposed to what you're doing. They're like, no, go get a job. You shouldn't be doing this. You know, you can't run a business. You know, uh, why don't you get a nine to five job? Then you work at it a little bit more. And people are like, no, you still don't got the chops. And then you work at it a little bit more and like, hmm, it's got something here. <laughs> and then like halfway, it's like, holy shit, man. Like you, you're moving and shaking. And then like when people see like, holy shit, he lives in the half a million dollar house, got the fancy cars and he looks to be dressed very well. His kids go to expensive daycare, you know, which that hasn't happened, by the way. But people see the tip of the iceberg, Titanic. Yeah. That's all they see. They don't they don't see what happened underneath, like mm-hmm. the sweat and the grind, the long hours and the sacrifices, the arguments, you know, the the discussions, you know. So I, I, I want to spend a few minutes. And by the way, that was a really good question yeah, <laughs> about no. asking about the podcast. But I want to round it off with because this was really good. I love to hear about the authors who have inspired you and motivated you for your writing. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a couple out there. I mean, I look at, you know, there's uh, a whole bunch of kind of uh, authors on the, on the self-help front that I, I think I, I do a lot more reading of, of nonfiction and, and, and self-help um, you know, including, um, you know, Brene Brown. I mean, there's uh, folks like uh uh, Abraham Hicks, uh, Eckhart Tolle. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of more on the, uh, on, on the self-help, you know, Zig Ziglar, I mean, just kind of more sales business type stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but then kind of on the fiction side, you know, you know, one of the authors that, that, uh, that, you know, I'm compared to or inspired by is, is Dan Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of, similarities, if you will, in terms of, uh, you know, my style and my book. Now, my book's different in the sense that I write in a first person. So you really kind of see and experience um, through the eyes of the of the main character. Um, but when it comes to things like, uh, you know, religious symbolism and things like that, uh, there's a lot of similarities, you know, religious artifacts, uh, you know, certain places of historical um, importance, if you will. Uh, so there's a lot of those types of aspects uh, incorporated into, into my book. Um, so, you know, there's many of those types of aspects. And it's funny because you mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, kind of doing things for yourself. And, uh, yeah. and, and that's the only person you have to please, please, because I really was nervous about, you know, putting, you know, writing this book, because it does have a lot of, uh, 
you know, religious symbolism in there. It's got, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, involvement, you know, there's, there's interactions with, uh, you know, some political tones, if you will. I mean, it's really not political, really. I mean, right. some, you know, it's got involvements of heads of state. And I was really kind of worried about, you know, how, how would my parents and my family think about this type of book, right? You know, because, you know, you know, you know, I was raised, right. raised uh, and, uh, and so, you know, I've got all these themes in the book, uh, with some kind of surprise twists, if you will. And, um, and so, uh, you know, but to your point earlier, you know, you got to really do it for yourself. And then that was kind of what drove me to this project. Um, but back to your original question, though, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Dan Brown is probably a, you know, a big inspiration for the types of books that I've written, that, that I have, you know, that I've written here, at yeah. least. That is awesome, right? I mean, um, first of all, congratulations on the book. I feel like as you were talking more about it, you know, I could sense that this was um, in a way a hurdle to overcome. It's an accomplishment for sure, but it was a hurdle because I, when you were talking about, you know, some of the parts of the book, like just now, uh, it sounded like you were questionable of the type of impression that would create. Like you said, friends and family, like, how am I going to how, how am I going to how are they going to view this? Mm -hmm. What is going to be their take? You know, are they going to turn around and say, Rick, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> you know, why, why are you mentioning this in the book? This is too personal. And mind you, if there's one thing that I've learned, it's like, in fact, the more personal you get, the better. Because exactly. it creates relatability. Like, that's why I literally push out everything online on social. And I literally almost don't hide anything. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time that I held back that was like, should I really talk about this? Like, maybe this is a bad idea. And because what I found is that I've, you create relatability to yeah, people. Exactly. When you're so transparent, you create relatability because people are like, well, oh, shit. Yeah, I was bankrupt. I was talking to actually, um, uh, well, he's a point of contact of a new client of mine that I just started working with. And uh, he was very hesitant about talking about potentially facing bankruptcy. I'm like, dude, like, it's not as bad as you think. I've been there. Trust me. You know, so like. When you but when you share that kind of insight, it creates relatability. And from what I found is actually some of the people that have some of the darkest backgrounds, honestly, I think have some of the most fascinating stories because it shapes them into the people that have become today. Be, that's given that they've learned lessons from that mm -hmm. and they've evolved to where they've become a positive influence in the world. Exactly. And that I mean, that's ultimately the hope. So, um, Rick, amazing conversation, man. Again, congratulations on the book. Thank you so uh, much. You know, and, and I'm excited for everything that, that, that comes your way in 2021. Sounds like you got a lot going on. Um, but uh, before we wrap things up, how can people find you online if they want to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, right now, uh, the best way, uh, so I'm revamping my webpage, uh, Reward Happiness, but uh, I will actually uh, provide my email. So it's just simply Rick Ende, R-I-C-K-E-N-D-E, -E, at uh, rewardhappiness.com. Uh, so that's one way. Uh, my book's also available on uh, Walmart and Amazon at the moment. Um, and uh, there's going to be uh, many more things to come in 2021. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, Ivan. Awesome. Rick, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I truly enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me.